sit back in your seats, get something to eat, and watch this movie. Don't let the kids see it, because, well, let, let, we'll let you hear the, the, the um, beginning first. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Left of the Projector. I am your host, Evan, back again with another film discussion from the left. I want to let you all know you can now support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash left of the projector pod. I'll be bringing out new bonus content, listener requests, and so much more. Go check it out. Please support the show. As always, you can follow along on the socials, Instagram, left of the projector pod, and TikTok for now, I guess. Also at left of the projector pod. If merchandise and shirts are your thing, you can go to threadless.leftoftheprojectorpod.com and check those out there. Now sit back and get ready for some movie discussions with a little bit of Marxism. All right, we are live uh, with Left of the Projector, and we are here to discuss the 2019 movie Joker. Um, You may have seen it. It uh, depicts Joker's sort of rise to evilness, prominence, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And I have uh, a bunch of uh, returning guests, Hungry Rye, Costume Whimsy, and Smirk Gently. Thank you all for being here. Yeah, thank Thank you. (laughs) I will say with this movie, I've said this before we came on, is that I did not like this movie when I first saw it early when it came out a few years ago. And I kind of avoided seeing it ever again until just this last week. And I honestly feel like it's slightly growing on me, but I also hate it at the same time, but I don't know what I hate. So I don't know. Does anyone else hate this movie? Like this movie? You can just tell everyone you hate it and then we can just go off and then we're done. Then no big deal. I hate it for what it did to the Joker. Hmm. I love it for everything else. If it wasn't the Joker, I think this would be one of the best iconic movies of all time. But the fact that they slapped the Joker on it, it because of what I know about the Joker, I hate it for that reason. Everything else is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I feel like the way it's written, like it could have very easily been a movie that had nothing to do with him. It could have been a completely different character in a whole other universe. But yeah, maybe because of the name recognition, maybe because there's already an established fan base, they were like, well, maybe we could, we could sort of shoehorn it into this. Um, and clearly, I mean, it worked out for him. But yeah, no, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I there's stuff I really don't like about it. There's things I think they did well. Um, I can't I can't make myself say that I really, really like it, but I don't I don't know that I hate it. I don't know. Maybe a couple more watch throughs and I'll I'll feel differently. <laughs> I think I'm on like the same board. I'm more like indifferent to it. Like there's some really interesting themes in it that like I hadn't seen in movies up until this point. Um, it was just like it, the politics of it in like a Batman film was really interesting. But other than that, like it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's a similar, similar sentiment all around, but yeah, I think the interesting framing of this movie at the like the very jump of the movie, which I think brings in like the politic aspect, as you said, is they have like a, a TV on. They're talking about like a garbage strike in the town, which mm-hmm. immediately I'm thinking of like what's happening in Paris, too, with 
they're yeah. striking, you know, they're well beyond striking. And they're talking about, I think there was like a line they said that landlords were feeling the pinch because of oil prices, which kind of gave me a little chuckle. And I'm sure it was, yeah, there you go, small. <laughs> but it, it uh, I don't know, they, they clearly, and you said costume that is this was uh, based in 1981. So again, mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan era. I mean, I guess it's not technically Reagan because it's costume, yeah, whatever. And- what one quick thing i don't know if you knew this or not but the the uh writer actually specifically wrote it pre-origin batman because they didn't want the the universe of dc to actually overlay at all with this particular joker just so you know okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they specifically i i i read that as one of the things that i i looked into as far as like the mental disorder how it was going to connect to the rest of the dc universe like all of that stuff so yeah just Sorry, sorry to interrupt that train of thought. No, I just no, it's, that, it's that was a really interesting like thing. <laughs> no, it make it makes sense in framing it. Kind of, it kind of they went for like the clean slate kind of thing. They're going mm-hmm. from scratch, and but it, it it lays down like a city, which I think isn't that seen in other Batman movies or even in the comics of just Gotham City just being a shithole for most people or just not you know, like America was in the eighties for most people and still is, it's just, there's no, nothing can help you. And then you're thrown immediately in this character, Arthur, who's suffering and he's doing like a, he might like his job. That's maybe debatable, but he has fun doing it. Perhaps it gives him something to do. And he's, he's just skating by. It's interesting with his job as it seems that they, hire a lot of people who have more like quote-unquote troubled backgrounds whereas mm-hmm. with arthur it's like his uh like mental disability that he deals with and i don't know i, I was not alive in the 80s to know how it was but i have worked in industries where they do hire people for that reason and how exploitative it is mm-hmm. and to put them in a position where they have to dress up like a, a clown and go and like do work for you know sub-minimum wage it was very it much, I'm sorry, <laughs> very much sideshow. the end of the era of sideshow of, you know, basically yeah. that, that, that industry. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Sorry. <laughs> it's just interesting wow. to think about like how they treat people with disabilities. Cause that's like the overarching theme. It's a very like overt theme throughout this is like how they treat people with like mental disabilities. And I'm curious of anyone's uh, theories in regards to this. Yeah. No, I, so I, I wanted you to tell us about your theory, Smirk, before we go into like all of the disclaimers of all of the different uh, mental illnesses and stuff like that, because there's a, a lot of that stuff that I was, I was looking at as far as things that were interesting about this movie, but I really would love to hear your theory on theories on what, what this movie is about really. Oh, um, well, I mean, as far as what it's about, I I really think the main takeaway should be that this is this this is a person who has been victimized by structures that set him up to fail, to be left to the side, to be tossed aside, you know, like trash. But I I think the reason people and Arthur come away like in the movie with their focus on like the incorrect sort of like um you know, like blame, blaming their problems on the wrong people, essentially, like how it erupts into into violence. And it's supposed to be 
against the rich. But even you see like later on when everything's happening and shit just goes off the rails, who's, who's being victimized at that point? You know, like it's, it's other people that are just there. I think ultimately people, when they're frustrated and they don't know exactly, you know, who to turn to, they don't know who to blame. It ends up being, it ends up being that they just point that ire, they aim it at the people that are closest to them who don't really, you know, who don't actually have any sort of, any sort of power in that dynamic. They're not the ones harming them. You know, they're not responsible for their oppression and subjugation, but they're the people that are right there. So like even, you know, like the talk show host, the Murray dude that Pacino plays, like, yeah, he's a dick. But how much power does he really hold? You know, like, that's the person who he was closest to in that moment, who he could take out his frustrations on and make an example of. But at the end of the day, you know, he's not the one who put him in that position that got him to that spot. So I think the, that's part of the reason that people take it as like a validation of the whole like frustrated incel thing, because that that very much reflects the way they view themselves and other people like the same exact thing you know mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense <laughs> something over my words a little bit for sure that's awesome yeah that's um very similar to my takeaway of the and, and that i mean that one of the early scenes too is arthur seeing his like social worker and like the like there's like the joke of the fact that like they're literally just like cutting the funding for like the the only thread that he has to like hang on to like getting his prescriptions he's like what am i gonna do to get my drugs and she's like i don't know you're fucked basically and so that's really what society does and like you said it you do go after the people that are easily targeted unfortunately yeah. doesn't he also say something like you're, you're not hearing me. I've been coming here every week. You ask me the exact same questions. Mm -hmm. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Like, I didn't feel like I existed. And all he got in return was medication. Mm -hmm. Which is a really sad means of, like, solving mental health crises. It's just like, oh, take a pill. And hopefully it'll make you feel better. Like, it's not getting to the root of the issue. And, like, that's pretty common today, too, with, like, mental health services. At least in my experience. My they just throw a pill at you and hope for the best. Yeah. And that's not, that's not to say either that like medication can't be helpful, but it's very much in a lot in some of these cases. And in this case, like a bandaid, it's like an individual solution for a much wider societal problem. Like he was abused throughout his entire life. And, you know, he's, he's not the only person that lost their health care and their medication and, and the seven different medications that he was on. Too. <laughs> he's like, um yeah an individual solution for societal sickness basically it's not even really a solution because he was still like not well at all so the thing that that struck me when he was practicing his entrance onto stage and whatnot that was kind of very eerie and i just i first of all i've only i only saw this movie this week i've ne i'd never seen it before Evan asked me if I would watch it because of the Fight Club one we did. And I, I went into this without ever seeing any of the ads or anything for it either. 
just knowing like what I knew about Batman. But the one thing that that like really messed with me because of what's going on in current events is the fact that I don't know if you guys remember, but in Aurora, about 15 years ago, a guy dressed up like the Joker and went into a movie theater for, you know, a mass shooting. And they statistically say that these are actually mass suicide attempts. They're fame-inducing suicide attempts. So when he sat on his couch and he went like that, I was like, this is a little too close. Like that, that, that was, that was one like moment in this movie where I got like serious chills because it was like art imitating real life in that aspect of how this mental illness and all this other stuff. And Evan had talked about how, how it leads into the alt-right pipeline. And that was like right then and there, if I was a guy who was on these chats, that moment would be one of those indoctrinating moments for me because that is it is life imitating art uh, imitating life like it was so eerily and surreally surreal surreally done yeah sorry that whole that line where he has in his his notebook knock knock who's there you know (laughs) that right there that was one of several but like that was one that i was like and it, it, I guess it really shook me because of all of the stuff that's going on with Tennessee right now. But like, as a side note here, because that's like mental, mental disorders in this movie are not framed as the instigators for the problem, but part of the overarching problem, if that makes sense. Like, um, in like Split, they blame the multiple personality disorder on what's going on with him. Whereas with the Joker, he's just not a great human being who also has all these mental disorders. Yeah. And I think they really did a good job of, of drawing that distinction between the two, which is good, but also attracts a certain type of human being. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So that was, that was one of the big ones for me. I was like, mm, I don't know if I like this movie anymore. Like I had so many of those moments while I was watching this movie where I was like, I don't know if I like this very much. But, so I was going to say what, what you were saying as far as like the, the like mass suicide, like the fame um, uh, with uh, these like mass shooters and stuff, the line in his notebook that says, I just hope my death makes more sense than my life that was what that that one exactly is what pops mm-hmm. in my head when you were talking about that because that mm-hmm. kind of seals it right like it's mm-hmm. you know because at that point somebody has to just feel completely checked out like there's no way up from where they are so like why not just plunge into the depths entirely <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and he is kind of an 80s version of what we would see is this what our mass shooting problem is now he just did it in small batches throughout two or three days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say almost before sort of like modern surveillance and social media and everything, it would be, I mean, not saying it'd be easier to get away with the kind of, obviously it's still like as dramatized as the movie and he gets invited on this show, but on the, uh, the Murray show, but it's, he doesn't, um, I don't know. I, I, be, I, I try, I didn't, see anything when I was reading about the director about whether they pulled any of this from the Aurora shooting. Cause I remember that vividly. Yeah. Um, Did that, that occurred to you too? Yeah. And I don't know if 
I don't think he did. I just think it happened. Yeah, I I don't think he did on purpose. I think that it was just so freaking spot on. And Joaquin Phoenix is such a good actor that, like, it was very believable. You know, I think that was what it was. It was a culmination of those two things. But again, very much one of those things where if you're looking at it at the right angle, it's definitely one of those things that makes a certain type of dude want to aspire to be like him. You know? Which is scary because if you, like, lack the ability to have, like, um, like, nuanced thoughts about the movie, you can see that the people that he targets and kills are not just, like, inherently innocent individuals. And you kind of see it with, like, how Bruce Wayne's father talks about those three drunken ceo sons who are like in on the train and they're harassing the girl they're talking about being at the bar with that one girl and like oh i was trying to like get at her and she shut me down like they thought they were entitled to this woman's attention whoever the stranger was and then they're also antagonizing somebody else on this public transit like system uh and then walking phoenix's character what's his name Arthur. I'm, I'm Arthur. Arthur, thank you. <laughs> this far into it. But he's like, you can tell he has like a tick of sorts. Mm-hmm. Something going on like that's causing him to have the laughing and then they are going out of their way to antagonize him and then further attack him. So it's interesting. Like, like people would pull like what they saw him do with that and then like take that person and attack like actual like individuals, like innocent individuals, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the laughing he has is called pseudo bulber effect. So pseudo P S E U D O B U L B A R for people who are just listening. So you can Google that if you want to. It's an effect that deregulates your ability to be able to regulate your emotions. And it only comes out in wild bursts. Some people do laughing, some people do crying, some people do screaming closely related to Tourette's and it's caused by severe brain trauma. So that, <laughs> that would be it. So that would be when he was abused as a kid and they say they found him chained to a radiator or something. What yeah. was interesting about that when they, when they have that reveal <laughs> is that it, he, it's like, he doesn't even remember it. So he clearly has like memory issues too. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's the thing is he doesn't remember anything previous to that, but he was like seven or eight. Yeah all that happened so like clearly it's repressed memories and she just reinvented everything he's just been such a happy kid right was he we don't know before before that incident we have no idea because most of the time he's not really even genuinely laughing no we'd also don't know when he was adopted it could have been like that was when he was adopted as like a seven or eight year old and no do they say no he was adopted very young. Then his mom had a traumatic break because, and like they found him chained to the radiator. There's a date on the adoption papers. I didn't take the foresight to rewind and pause, but it was in fact before before she went into the mental hospital. He he she she adopted him long before that as a as a what was it a, a baby that had no back like it was a surrendered child basically. Oh, yeah. So it's like abandoned or abandoned, surrendered child. Yeah. Yeah. Since you mentioned her, like the mother, uh, Penny, was that her name? Yeah. Penny, Penny, going in, Penny being in, in like Arkham, which is sort of like the well known, like mental institution in like the Batman universe. 
which mm-hmm. generally also, uh, I'm trying to think of another movie I did where there's like a mental institution. It's another like aspect of the societal problems that I think we should also maybe talk about like Bruce Wayne's father who's running for mayor too. And that mm-hmm. aspect, I think that like is a cloud over everything, which what you said, right about the, like the way he has like disdain for the, or props up those three rich people who are killed and looks at everyone else in the town with just like, you're just a poor, he calls them joke, uh, jokers or clowns. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. but Arkham is sort of like this, oh, these are people that are, have mental health issues. We could help them or we could just throw them in there and lock them up and throw away the key. And that's basically kind of the aspect of like the Gotham universe of that's where that's what breeds these criminals because they're set there with their mental health issues. They break out or whatever, and then they turn it loose on the city, but it's ignoring like Bruce Wayne's father is a billionaire. He could do something else. Yeah. Oh God. You know, what's so annoying if I can sidebar real quick is the people who like now, now that they, pretty recently in the Batman universe established that it's actually Gotham is cursed. So that's why, that's why even if, even if Batman, even if Bruce or his father decided to just, you know, use their wealth for something worthwhile, it wouldn't matter because it's cursed. Curse so that's why capitalism. he has to, yeah, literally. <laughs> like, the cursed is exploitation. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have not God, heard that. That's hilarious. Why did they do that? It's so, crazy. And it's only within, I think it's only within the past couple of years because anytime I've, and you know, this is one of my favorite things to do and I haven't done it in a while, but to antagonize the fanboys. You think that, like, if you don't have like external genitalia, you've probably never read a comic book. So if you make a post about a, you know, how Batman. It's just a he's, he's a douche screwing around with money and like you know he doesn't use the money for anything but buying himself like fun fun gadgets and everything and when he could actually help people they get so mad but this is that's the most recent thing that they come back with it's like well actually it's cursed so <laughs> it was on a Native American burial ground because we also kill all of the Native, the Native American burial ground yeah. <laughs> It's all cursed. <laughs> like we said before, fuck the bat. A cab includes Batman. He's just a glorified fucking uh, police officer. So let's get that out of the way real quick. That's right. Um, when you were saying, Evan, that, um, you know, that was part of the la- larger problem about how mental health was being treated and stuff like that, that clerk basically stated that because Arkham doesn't just hold criminals. It does. But it, he said it also is people who are just have nowhere else to go and people who are broken and you know he goes on and on about all the different types of people that are in arkham but just like how the criminal justice system works it cranks out more 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 criminals than it does actually helping anybody and those type of facilities were known to do that just that because that you know you would house people who were criminally insane with people who you know had insomnia <laughs> you know yeah. so like yeah. You put all these people together and they're trapped against their will. Their allies are going to be the people who are also trapped against their will. And they're going to learn things from one another. And it's very interesting that those are the villains of Batman. Yeah. On a late side note there. <laughs> and it's interesting how like the the themes overlap between like our like prison industrial complex and how like the prison system functions as a means of like othering yeah. other, like people that we don't like the 
the quote unquote like degenerates of society like that are detrimental to our way of living by throwing them in a place and locking them away so we don't have to see them but like they do the same thing in batman but batman goes into arkham city and we'll just go beat them up so like (laughs) make that make sense (laughs) (laughs) isn't it just bad when you think about it that batman is just beating up mentally ill people just like that is what his what he does he pays for large toys to beat up mentally ill people yeah and perpetuates like the surveillance state within gotham (laughs) perpetuates the police state like you know, just Everything. he has a monopoly of violence he is an agent of the state like like an almost <laughs> an almost worse because like you could say that generally police are kind of above the law in that they rarely are persecuted for the things they do but batman is even above that because not only is he a cop he's also a billionaire and he's yeah. white and he's a dude so basically he's got it all going yeah. it's like <laughs> he can just do whatever so. he wants so what is the other thing that I had on this list of fun things? Oh, so Smirk, it sounds like you know a lot about comic books as well. So do you know the origin story behind the original Joker and what he was supposed to represent? Um, no, why don't you... Uh, <laughs> I was hoping somebody else would say this for once. So the original Joker was actually the antithesis of Law and Order. He's the antithesis, so he is natural anarchism. His natural anarchism in its state. So he drives people to do things. He does not actually, and Heath Ledger actually does the best representation of this. My favorite scene when he lights the money on fire because he doesn't care about anybody who's wealthy. Like that perfect chef's kiss, perfect, perfect scene for the Joker. But like, so it's like he is his, he is his um, arch villain. But the reason why is because batman upholds the police state and he is the exact opposite he is the anarchic nature of human beings and what has been basically turned into everything from all the institutionalization of arkham and gotham and all of that stuff so um when it comes to this movie in particular i was very upset because they skate this line between where it's gonna almost turn into being a very good anarchic moment for a lot of different people mm-hmm. and he internalizes it and turns it selfish and that's the other like door opening for incels to really love it as much as they do because it's all about the personal fame rather than the freedom of everybody who needs it like that that juxtaposition was upsetting to me because the original joker isn't like that he does actually care about quite a few people he does act and in the comic books in specific he does take care of a large borough of human beings in gotham and make sure they eat and are taken care of so meh that was that was one of my big takeaways as the i don't like it portion of the movie (laughs) yeah and it's not surprising it's not surprising really but it is disappointing that like more modern iterations have kind of just swept that all to the side and just turned him into someone who just wants to cause harm and chaos without any real purpose you know well it they americanized the anarchism (laughs) they made the actual definition that we use now libertarian joker no (laughs) what what do you make of since you're talking about sort of his you know like his like the movement he's created in the anarchism aspect which they mm-hmm. kind of you could say they are bastardizing it whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but in, in like mm-hmm. t- towards the end i mean i, I do want to touch on some of the things towards the, the middle but at the end of the movie when 
he's hit by the ambulance and they kind of lift him out and they're kind of propping him up to be like their I almost took it as like he's like the symbol that they're making of like their ver- their side versus like Batman's the symbol of like the city of, right. of, you know, of like their version of law and order of police. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they're like creating him, turning him into something he may not be capable of being mm-hmm. like they put the leadership on him. Yeah, well, their whole, their whole thing about him, it's, aside from him being on the show, up until that point, all these people were, you know, very much trying to use his image based purely on him shooting those three guys in the subway. They didn't even know who did it. They just knew it was somebody in clown makeup or a clown mask. And then he kills the night, the late night talk show host guy. And um, that's when that's when shit really pops off. But like they don't know anything about him aside from that. That's all it really took. So here's here's my thing, right? Our modern brains go to they they all saw the TV show and that's but the riots were going on before the TV show happened, right? So part of me is wondering if maybe this wasn't a delusion. That whole scene where he gets pulled out of the the cop car and he's dancing on the top of the car, if that was not part of like his schizophrenia, because there are certain scenes in that movie that I'm not sure happen. Yeah. True. Yeah, and the only time they really, the only time they really make a point of showing us that it didn't happen is the first one, which is obvious when he's watching the show with his mother and he thinks of himself being there and Murray pulling him up on stage and I wish I had a kid like you. And then with the neighbor, that woman, um, whose name I, I forget, um, his whole manufactured relationship that they had, which never really occurred. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's an interesting point. I wonder if that it flashes from that to him being in the insane asylum laughing like it literally there is literally no changeover, no progression, none of that. It just goes from that to that, which was kind of the same jump cut that they used for showing us the reality as it was taking place so i again it was one of those things this is like a theory that i have and i have to rewatch the movie again but i think that a lot of the things that we see and a lot of the violence that we see besides the three that got killed in the subway i think some of it was not actually something that happened i think the rallies were happening like i yeah i think those were real those were happening and like this whatnot but I think he got so deluded with his sense of wanting like community and like a support system that he he lost it along the way. And it does make it confusing because you don't really know which is real and which is fake because he stops taking his meds and it becomes like those lines are getting really blurred. That's why because like for us, like we would know that he shot Murray. Right. And we would know that he confessed to all of those murders. We know that because we were the audience watching. But all of these people were rioting while that was going on. So they actually have no idea who this guy is. They literally just know that he was in a cop car that got hit. And whether or not they're pulling him out just based on his face makeup, which is totally a possibility, or if it's in a delusion, simply based on the fact that, you know, he's schizophrenic um you don't really know you can't really tell yeah one one thing that i i I made a note of and i think it it's it's interesting that this kind of leads to his unraveling is so he loses his job because he had like brought a gun to (laughs) children's hospital (laughs) but it, it, it feels like him losing his job though is like 
legitimately for like actual people losing their job and like maybe you're just hanging out already by a thread and that leads you into a spiral of all kinds of things and it's he immediately is going the opposite way then the social services is cut he's lost his medicine he's lost his job he's finding out now his mom is uh had been lying like all these it's like this and i feel like that's also what kind of Lat the like the incel community latches onto. They don't see it as like we've already said the systemic aspect, but simply like everything is out to get me because you know I'm people don't like me. They you're making excuses for your actions because like society doesn't like you, but not the societal aspect of it, which I think right. was my take for the just for the movie in general. I think I think a bunch of times he's he's emasculated in, in several different ways. Like it opens with him getting beaten up by a bunch of kids who take his sign while he's dressed like a like why not the clown or whatever. And he's like he gets gets the crap kicked out of him. And the thing that struck me, which might mean nothing, but like as he's getting the crap kicked out of him, he's he's covering his he's his genitals. Like he's got his hands there when it pans back. Mm-hmm. He's holding himself and everything that happens to him losing the job i think you're you're totally right is like a huge blow to what it's supposed to be for him to be like masculine and also the um even his condition just like that that un um involuntary expression of emotion in a way that isn't like the accepted way to present masculinity you know because what are you allowed to be if you're a guy angry and that's pretty much it. Like, there's not there's not a lot of other like emotion you're allowed to just throw out there. And obviously, we know that's enforced by patriarchy. But it's, I think that might be part of why it's it speaks so much to incels who like don't have media literacy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing where as soon as it, I, I was watching it again last night, and he was covering his crotch. I was like, oh, let me just keep an eye out. And I made some other notes, but I can't read my own fucking handwriting. <laughs> well, if you're out there, right wing YouTube, please find this. Don't yeah. leave any comments, but watch this. <laughs> Come yell at us. And, and... <laughs> Don't do any of that. Um, <laughs> what was it? Oh, I've been a man of the house. I've been the man of the house for as long as I can remember is one of the first lines that he says when he's talking to mythological Murray. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's, it's now you've kind of made me like question a lot of the parts of the movie where you don't know if it actually were things that happened, which I think well, I felt during it sometimes. Yeah. It's like there's these delusions. Like he, he, like especially the conversations with the neighbor where she's like agreeing with him about like killing rich people, being like, yeah, that's cool. It's like he's creating these narratives in his head to like reinforce his own. I don't know, uh, hatred. Like he didn't seem to like hate rich people until he has this idea of like Wayne's father, who I, what's his father's name? Mr. Wayne. Um, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Senior. Is senior. Wayne Senior is, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he, that whole, like, did he actually go to this party, like the, the theater and get oh. punched in the face? Did he? did he? We don't know. And and also, can I just say the part where all the rich people are like watching some like weird, maybe someone knows what it was like this black and white film. Oh, look, it's like like a chaplain. Okay, yeah, that was so strange. Like that's what they all went to this giant theater to watch. And it was 
Oh, God. Was it like a charity fundraiser? Maybe it's a fundraiser. Okay. Okay. But it looks like an opera house, too. It's so, like, yeah. Yeah, it's ostentatious. Like, how are you going to go to a fundraiser for charity and you're dressed up in, like, your pearls and diamonds that you have, like, gotten via severe exploitation of, like, the global south? And you're like, yeah, we're going to solve. (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna solve poverty here in Gotham. I'm gonna watch this diamonds. movie now. I'm wearing pretty dresses that are more than people's salaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, let's see. So we we found out that he has pseudo bowler. We've we talked about his schizophrenia, his narcissistic personality disorder that comes off very much almost as if he's on the aut- autism spectrum, which we know a lot of men who are in cells are Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that covers all of the the disorders that he had, which, you know, none of us are experts on any of these disorders, but it's true. No. Yeah. I mean, it leads so, him to like bullying like a small child, like, at yeah. his, you know, Bruce, I mean, <laughs> Bruce Wayne and, and, you know, strangling Alfred and the whole thing. I mean, assuming that happened as again, like now I'm like, did any of these things happen? Now I'm confused. Now I'm confused. <laughs> He's like, did it happen? But he was, like, it would make sense why he was so mad at Bruce because he got to see like what he thought like his life could have been, but his right. theoretical father like abandoned him and his mother. And he's like, hold on, wait a minute. Cause it's like right after he reads that letter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you say, when you say bullying the kid though, so like, I don't know, did I miss oh. this or something? Cause like he, he does the magic trick for him and everything. And then he, and like, like, he does that. I, I honestly think that's just his weird, like, I don't think in his mind that's bullying. He's just trying yeah. to make him smile because he thinks true. that what that's, that's what affection is supposed to be. Cause that's what his mom always demanded of him. Smiling. He's always like really nice to kids, which I found interesting. Cause I think that's because he, even though he couldn't remember the abuse he suffered, he was trying to, you know, be that person to like random kids that he never had in his I mean, life. Is, is he ever really mean to anyone who's not like rich? I mean, really, he's not. No. Um, Except maybe the guy who worked at the clown college place. The one who gave him the gun? His yeah. court his court mandated freaking therapist. He yeah, absolutely he mean to her. Yeah, he wasn't very nice to her. No, True. I'm talking about it's it's very, like anyone who like disenfranchises him. Huh. Whereas like he did have the one coworker that he that was kind to him. And yes. he's just like, no, nah, I ain't gonna hurt you. You yeah. can go. They're, yeah. they're very, very, very much drawing that distinction between who he sees as a decent human being and who he doesn't. And he's like, you were always nice to me. And he let him go. And he was like on board with Murray up until he showed the clip of him at the comedy club. And he's like humiliating him yeah. in front of like his whole audience. And then he's just like, mm, maybe I'm not gonna like kill myself. <laughs> yeah. like, maybe i'll just kill you instead and i felt like this like the most autistic i've ever felt is like when i'm watching his stand-up even though just a couple minutes i laughed like i don't know like it was yeah like maybe just maybe because i don't know maybe because it was uncomfortable but so uncomfortable through most of this movie and i actually absolutely cannot watch a lot of discomforting things so i have to like i had to fast forward through it and then come back to it if that makes sense so that the tension was gone 
in the movie because I could like it was so bad. I mean, and that that just he's a great actor, you know, and that that just plays to that whole like he's a great actor. Everything about that character was just super awkward and weird. And I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> I think that's why it was funny to me, just because it yeah. <laughs> makes me sound like a dick, like hashtag relatable. Yeah, my, I like I like awkward type, you know. My my shot of Freya is very, very Lou. And I can't I can't I can't watch awkward humor. I can't watch pranks. I can't watch a lot of that stuff without like feeling sympathetic towards the people that are like being embarrassed, even if they're not feeling that embarrassment. It's yeah. bad. So my my partner my partner's like that. He can't watch the first season of The Office. He'll just like he he just can't do it. He's like no, no I've never watched The Office because of the fact that I tried to start at the first season and I was like I can't do this. It's too much. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's too bad. A lot, and a lot of people are like, how do you not like The Office? And I'm like, because I can't. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, just one more thing that I wrote down before I before it falls out of my head completely. Why I wrote this down, um, I talked to you while we were well because you you started watching it right around the same time I did. Um, you re, you were rewatching it, Evan, at the same time I was watching it. Um, Pagalagosi, the opera, is the original trope for the sad clown and the descendant into murder and madness, right? And this actually follows almost plot by plot that exact opera. I don't know if you guys noticed that at all. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I read. I feel like I read something about that. But yeah, I, I can I can appreciate that. I like when they take something like that and and reformulate it into a into a more modern story. That's uh, that's another point in their favor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Again, awesome director, really good acting. Yeah. Starts to pull the sad clown trope off, unless you're going to pull short of the punches. Yeah. And not actually have the murder happen. So, yeah. my mind was on Juggalos the whole time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like them as like a progressive force. <laughs> I love them. So, so hold on, because ICP is is very much not an incel group. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. It's another one of those like misunderstood groups. <laughs> like, they just want to drink Fago and like they don't they don't abide racism or bigotry and they just want to have a good time. And well, I didn't yeah. know that they did their makeup to like confuse like facial recognition devices. Like their clown makeup is done in that way. Like, oh. yeah, I like that. Love that for them. And I bet yeah. a lot of their fans are like right wingers too, which I think is no, they're not. Okay. No, I, I am I am a fan of ICP. No. Well, okay. <laughs> well I didn't say you. No, no, but I'm saying like you talk about killing the police. Juggalos literally are like, let's get, get, get those, those ACAB. Yeah, yeah. They very much are not on the right wing. As a matter of fact, if they find out they have real patriots as their fans, they tend to encourage things to happen to them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not quite nice. Fascists are not invited to the dark carnival. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) Well, I mean, they are, but as exhibits. Yeah, no, they don't get to participate. That makes me respect them like like immensely before, where I like kind of had no opinion whatsoever. But now, I need to share a couple of songs with you, Evan, because you will you will definitely enjoy it. 
When I was in camp in uh, like eighth grade or something like that, it was when the album like The Great Malenko came out. And I actually remember yes. listening to that album a lot then. I know I that like whole know album by listening. heart. <laughs> just just to give you a rough idea. Nice. Yeah. You're you're only a couple years younger than me, Evan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I was thinking. But mention. I get what you mean by that, Ryan. That yeah, it could could come off that way. Although I don't think the Juggalos would have, would invite this particular iteration of the Joker to come hang out. Just standard ruling there. <laughs> Fair enough. If he wasn't apolitical, if he was principled, I mean, anything is possible. Well, the, it's it's, a, it's funny you said that because the thing I was going to say was they asked him when he's on the Murray show and he says like, I'm not political. And I feel like that's like a pretty interesting line to say because it, I mean, he maybe not be political because he doesn't really seem to understand or follow or have any concept of, you know, it's like people who are maybe a leftist and they don't realize it, you know, or they could be an anarchist or they could be whatever. And they don't understand the politics behind the things they think. Like so he, he can like, recognize like injustices happening in society, and he knows that like the rich people like don't mm-hmm. get it; they're disconnected with the material conditions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He, he just doesn't know the politics. terminology. Yeah, right. that's just real he life. Doesn't, he doesn't view that because a lot of people don't think politics has to do with a direct relation to how you are governed and how your living conditions are. Most people think politics they think the presidential shit that they see on tv so like when people say i'm not political it's exactly what what y'all were saying that he hasn't developed any kind of sense of justice whatsoever he just knows that the people who screwed him over the most needed to be murdered in his crazy mind it's too bad that (laughs) marxist.org wasn't created yet for him to uh to log in and and, and checks out check out some literature uh oh sorry no, oh no! I was, <laughs> was going to say like when people when people say that I think um, what you were saying yes like it's that they they see like the theater of it like with the presidential debates and the and the fucking million campaign commercial I live in I lived in Pennsylvania until recently so the uh, Oz and and um, what's his face ones were just like nonstop um, they see that and they think that's what it means but it's also the fact that no matter who's there, their conditions don't improve, you know, for the people who are suffering and always have been, it doesn't matter who's sitting in that seat. So what they think of as politics is literally just, a dog here's the new boss, same, yes, the, here's the new boss, same as the old boss shit isn't changing for me. So I have so little room in my head because of all the bullshit I have to deal with every day, just trying to feed myself and my family and keep my shit together. I don't have time for that. Right. So I think it's a common, really common thing. It is. We're we're indoctrinated to not think of politics as something that we should be directly involved with because when we do that, then the power dynamic shifts if more people are involved. Yeah. So that's it. And I hear I hear I'm not political too from a lot of like centrist people as well. (laughs) I hear it from people who just do not want to engage in any kind of real conversation when it comes to the material conditions of the human beings around them. Yeah, because they're exhausted. (laughs) Well, they blame like the rich people. Like they're they're blaming like Bruce, like not Bruce Wayne, like the Wayne family as one of the causes or the, the scapegoat or the, cause they're holding signs at these rallies that say like kill rich people basically. Oh, right. Know? And it's because Bruce Wayne's father is running for mayor. He's like, hold on. Like you can't exploit me. And then also be like within political, like 
make laws. It's like if like Bloomberg was like mayor of New York. It's like, okay, you're a billionaire and you're going to like tell me I can't drink soda. Like what's, how would you fix something for real? (laughs) (laughs) But no. How about we clean up the trash first and then we can discuss all of it can be blamed on the trash strike. That's it. Yeah. Cut scene. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, is like they, throughout it, they're showing the you know the the downfall of gotham like the mm-hmm. again like the culmination being like the right i mean i i don't you, I, I immediately was gonna say riots you could say whatever you want to call it's just chaos. chaos like it was chaotic yeah. yeah they weren't really getting like destroying buildings really they're like harassing the rich people coming out of the fundraiser and they're like smashing cars and they're like they're they're angry and they don't have like a a direction for the anger other than like are we supposed to be upset by that though like was that like the intention of that to show how crazy it is and then like when bruce wayne's parents get killed in front of him like was i supposed to feel bad i just want to so, know yeah because i didn't because i don't like, that <laughs> framed that framed the wayne's dying in in the perfect the perfect light i feel like because it was like oh yeah, you deserve oh, it. Yeah, I mean the kid, oh, the kid him. Like you could feel bad for the kid, obviously, because you know he's yeah. just he's a literal child. He doesn't have any control over this. That sucks, you know, seeing your parents get killed. But like, yeah, that that's I think that's the best like, way I've ever seen rich it. Rich little shit. That like he's like, man, these poor people, fuck them. Yeah. Like, that's what I he want, grows up and does. I mean, if he, yeah. it's like one more, one more shot, and like, there's no more franchise. Bye bye. See you later, Batman. Right? <laughs> if only. I mean, I mean sorry. Not, but <laughs> now it's Joker all the time. Deal with it. <laughs> I mean, if, if like, Thanks. I mean, Alfred gets all the money, right? Like, that's right. who's like the guy in line. Like, you know, Alfred is a class traitor, though. Fuck Alfred. Yeah. He is, yeah. He's like a little yeah, too. He's a little way. too invested in protecting Mr. Wayne. And and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Alfred also isn't even before he worked for the Waynes. He isn't really like poor. It's not like he was like he he was already wealthy. It's like I'm going to be wealthy and just help this other wealthy family kind of situation, well, right? Yeah, like trained butlers are not poor human beings. They have to know like specifics decorum things class, and like their class the way they they're talk trained, like it's, they have school and all kinds of stuff to actually do his job like but mm-hmm. he is kind of a class trader in that aspect of he's a servant but it's, it's again like the overboss he is the overboss of the household for the most part because I mean, he, he runs the rest of it yeah. i mean he enables his behavior and like the other versions of like the batman universe right oh yeah oh absolutely Especially he, like, like the, participates uh, in raising Bruce Wayne, and like he had the perfect opportunity just to like raise and be like a little bit conscious of like the world around him outside of like his beautiful manor that could how like his fort could have housed like two families, yeah. But like the house itself, like he grew up in a manor. It, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, and you never see the other people working there because you know he's just he's like the household manager. It's not just Alfred there. There's no way there's one staff member. He's the only one you see because of his proximity to Bruce, but nobody else. Well, do you think that the uh, mother actually worked for Bruce Wayne, uh, the Wayne family? Yes. 
Yeah. So yeah. she did. And he she had like a mental break of some kind. Maybe she yeah. lost maybe she got fired from her job. It's, I can't remember what exactly it said, but it was like she adopted Arthur and then after that she had like a schizophrenic break or something. Um but it was after she had adopted him while she was still working for Wayne. And that's why she ended up in Arkham and losing her job. Well, it strikes me that if there actually had been some kind of relationship between her and the father, if that part was true, he put her away to like, essentially he, he so, could have done what he, he was a billionaire. He could have helped her. Well, instead, and they, he doesn't want to help anyone. Yeah. They addressed that too. They said that he could have, he could, he could have fixed that paperwork and you know, he could have fixed the paperwork to say whatever he wanted it to say because he has so much money and power in Gotham. Yeah. That's the thing I was wondering. Is that like, are we supposed to believe that, I, I guess it's supposed to be kind of a question mark because of the power and the influence that he has. It very well could have been that she was telling the truth or it could have been that she was delusional and made the entire thing up. I think that uh, there's no way to know. I mean, it also, is it impossible that they fabricated the fact that he was even adopted? Like that was the thing that was created. That's yeah. That's what it would have been if he, if he fabricated the paperwork, you know, like if he, did all that to silence her to protect himself. Yeah, he's got like 30 gardeners. I'm sure he could like hire someone to like forge a few documents or whatever. I don't care. Penny seems very lucid when she is telling Arthur right. through the wall. For like the first time, she is like really with it. She's like, no, this is what happened. Yeah. Which is very different than her mannerisms before. She's like, I gotta write a letter, but like she's very clear with what she is saying. So I, I have no idea. And she wasn't, yeah. she didn't write that for him to read. Like she just wanted him to mail it for her. So, she's been mailing him letters forever. So. so it would be interesting if this director wasn't specifically about making sure that they these this didn't actually branch out to the rest of the DC universe. Well, um, some of the, the darker comics that DC has put out in the past would have made like this this timeline of events and plot line make even more sense if you think about the fact that Batman's actually also mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I'm like that he has that whole like persona, you know, almost they, some people say it's schizophrenia. Some people say it's DID. They're not really mm-hmm. sure. There's a lot of similar, sim- similar symptoms between the two, but that's the whole Batman manifestation is not really, it's like part of a psychosis. Mm-hmm. And if they were actual siblings, that makes a lot of sense and how it manifests and it could be really cool and dark, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're ever going to do that. Which would be sad. No. Mm-hmm. They touch on that a little, a little bit we in the. We won't know until the, the next movie comes out. Yeah. Is, it, is it the Val Kilmer Batman that they touch on that a little bit? Well, it's when he's, uh, it's with, um, <laughs> with Nicole Kidman, I think. Yeah, and he's like he's stuck written, in the. Yeah. Yeah, right. and he keeps having these weird like visions of like a bat in the in the dark and stuff. And, and Michael Keaton too, like yeah. they they touch on it a little bit, uh, mentality wise. Also, uh, the Dark Knight um, cartoon. Mm-hmm. And Batman Beyond do a really good job of talking about some of his issues. Batman Beyond is so good. Batman Beyond is so good. Is there like a, a big speech at the end? Is it when he's on the Murray show that he's giving like a speech? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about like the like the elite 
and like everyone is awful. Is that is that the last part where he's on Murray? Was that before he? Yeah, kills he's him? like you're awful, and you're gonna get what you fucking deserve. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was right. I mean, it's bang bang bang. <laughs> I, I mean, you said before, Rye, that the they're already having protests partly to like for Wayne, and mm-hmm. then it it doesn't it does seem possible. And it makes sense to me. If people were watching this TV show live, I like pictured him as like being like Jay Leno. I mean, he kind of looked like him a little bit of like, you know, crappy late night TV show. But people are watching it and they see this happen and it like triggers something to them. I mean, mm-hmm. is that what you're supposed is that what is that your is that what you make of it? Is it that they already were like the fuse was already lit and this was like the mm-hmm. Or no, it wasn't lit. It was all, it was, I don't know, the metaphor. It was in like the process. Like they knew like everything was happening. And like you can see there's a lot more solidarity like on the subway when like the police are trying to, or the detectives are chasing Arthur. And then they start the fight and then the police like shoot somebody and they're like, nah. And they just like beat the hell out of them. And they're just like, well, it's all of us versus you two. Yeah. So I think there was a lot more building behind the scenes and I really wish they would have showed more of what was happening there because I, I definitely think there's a lot more organization than the movie let on. Oh, absolutely. At so. one point at one point they're they're protesting outside of the um the opera house or the theater or wherever, and that's when a couple of guys pull this cop over the over the um the barriers. And they start beating him up, and that's when Arthur is able to like sneak in and put on the bellhop outfit or whatever the hell it is, like the theater attendant, the usher thing. And um, he goes in and confronts him in the bathroom. Um, so yeah, they were definitely. I mean, people were already communicating and organizing these protests and stuff well before the whole Murray thing went down. So yeah, we only see snippets of it because most of it's happening like around Arthur. He's not involved, but you could see like the glee in his face as he's walking through seeing all these people in the clown makeup and he's like okay like yeah this is this is kind of for me but that's not why i'm here so you know yeah so in backstage they actually debate whether or not they're even going to put him on because there is a large protest going on right then yeah which is why i put into question whether or not those people knew that he was the leader or not or if they were if that actually even happened they pulled him out of the cop car or any of that stuff because Mm -hmm. In the 80s, you didn't have instant gratification. And if you were out in the street protesting, you didn't see the late night TV show. Yeah. That's true. Because yeah. you were out in the streets protesting. You were not, you're, you don't have a cell phone. Yeah. You have no way to know that that guy, that one guy in that one cop car is actually the guy who killed the three guys in the subway. You would find out about it the next day in the paper. Yeah, that's true. Once they all started covering it so quickly after that, and like that was back when they used to have like TVs in the window displays, and they're in like a me- major metropolitan area. So who yeah. knows if they have like because they're know, all they have, like, the street already screens. protesting, and they like somehow. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of iffy on how all of them knew who he was enough to be able to pull him from the cop car. Yeah, and let him like that whole dancing scene and all that stuff, but. Yeah. Mm. I, have a, I have a feeling when when the sequel's out, we'll maybe get a clearer a idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get a clearer idea of exactly you know how much really happened and how much was in his head. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I just assume that it's like going to start up with him in Arkham and like how it's 
I'm guessing how he escapes and uh, the I mean, whole... the way it leaves off is him like assuming this happened too because then we're getting into like american psycho territory where it's like did he actually do any of the shit or is it just in his head but like mm-hmm. when he's he's talking to the the therapist and he's laughing he's like oh you wouldn't get it and then he starts singing the song and he's walking out into the hallway and there's bloody footprints and mm-hmm. he's running across yeah. but a couple times it's like he's running from the same direction yeah so yeah, like what the yeah. fuck happened there? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely filmed in such a way that it's really difficult to differentiate because he can't anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and, I do. Know uh, I like how they pull us into his frame of mind in that in that sense. That was well done. Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. I was I was saying to Evan like I'm I'm excited for that. <laughs> She's <laughs> she should be good. I like her. Yeah, I like Lady Gaga. She's a good actress. Like yeah. it's, it's surprising how good she is. Yeah. So, and I liked her in American Horror Story, so we'll see how violent they get her to be in the upcoming. That, that was one of the only seasons I haven't seen. I gave up on that show a little while ago. I just I had to pull out. But like, yeah, she is good. She's very good. So yeah. I still don't know if I like this movie or not, Evan. <laughs> That's okay. I, I've... I still don't know. Thank you for recommending it. And it, I definitely understand why you did, because there's, I should watch it a few more times for sure. Um, Just to think more on what, like, because spotting the delusion was easier in Fight Club because it was right there in front of you, even if it was single frame. Yeah. This one is way different as far as the descent into madness is concerned. And it's very interesting to watch. Yeah. Not comfortable, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I think Joaquin Phoenix does a good, I mean, he's a great actor, of course, but he he makes you uncomfortable. Like, and not just in this movie, and like many of the movies he's in, he's like, he always has that weird way of, I don't know how to describe it. He- like his his stage presence, I, and I I kind of understand it due to what the 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 film industry did to his entire family, but like they definitely typecast him a lot <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I still I think I appreciate this movie. If I can't say that I like love this movie, like I can appreciate what they were trying to do, even if like many of these movies, there's this unfortunate group of people who take the wrong thing from not just this movie, from many movies. They just, you know, as we say, I think you said, right. Like the media literacy of most people is unfortunately very bad. Yeah, Like this film could be a really good stepping stone for like your centrist friends who like, don't know a lot about like class dynamics and what exactly that entails. You can give them like a, a piece of, you know, like fiction to like be able to view it through and then they can then apply it to their own life. So, I mean, it can have a, a utility, That's I suppose. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, yeah I wonder. The, the person, yeah. a, a friend of mine who told me I had ruined the movie RoboCop because I like made it political. He's like, I always thought that was just a fun action movie. Like, what the fuck <laughs> were you watching? <laughs> watching the same movie I was watching. <laughs> But so yeah, so I, I wonder if he's seen this movie. He he stopped. He told me he stopped listening. He didn't specifically say this, but he hinted like, "Yeah, I'm not listening to your podcast anymore. I'm sorry." Oh, he's yeah. like very liberal. I don't talk to him that often, anyway. But 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, I guess. Like, I mean, I can't blame them. I was a lot happier when I was more liberal. <laughs> now I know too much. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. You're like, oh. <laughs> the world is burning. Great. <laughs> yeah. It must be, but it, it, I mean, honestly, it must be nice to just like not care about these things. Like, if you're comfortable <laughs> and you're fine, like, what? Right. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be a lot more peaceful. Right. Yeah. Not really knowing what the hell's going on. I mean, I think that's why you would term it as like you're being like radicalized to leftists is because it is radicalizing. It's destroys like your frame of of all the things you've been taught. Your reference points for different. Because I think that's I think that's why people come away from this movie and similar media with the the complete wrong takeaway. Because it to think of it otherwise, to think of it as well, this is a person who has been just beaten down and abandoned not by society as such but by capitalism and by the systems that are supposed to be in place to help him but really just end up relegating him to the sidelines and like you know becoming more frustrated and radicalized in a different way to think of it in that way forces you to accept that you're just everything you thought everything you've accepted as reality and truth is just it's it's wrong and that's really that's really tough for people to do. So, you know, if you're already in the frame of mind that like, well, you know, it's not it's just it's like a couple people, you know, it's a it's a couple things. It's it's this one person, it's my parent, it's this this guy who who's my dad, but he says he's not my dad, even though he's my dad. He's to blame. Like it doesn't matter if Bruce Wayne is his father, really, because in a very real sense, he has a normal, just human duty he should have a drive to use what he has to help people but instead he's using it to gain more power like how exactly i don't know about 80s money but he's a billionaire so he's using his resources to run for mayor to get even more power in a real sense he's responsible for everybody in that city because he wouldn't have what he has without them propping him up yeah, mm-hmm. he could snap his finger and give mm-hmm. Arthur back his mental health, his prescription drugs. Obviously, that's not going to fix the problem, but at least it's like gives him something, you know. And right, yeah, yeah. People like, are just propaganda. Give, like, oh, workers, like his workers, you know, like just give them the means of production. Like how different Gotham would have turned out. Yeah, it's his accident so the joker's accidental narcissism is what leads the people of gotham to actually stand up for what they believe in and the saddest part about it is inevitably it it creates the downfall of the working class because batman will just beat them senseless if they do anything outlandish yeah you know 20 years later he's just another arm of the police without even the baseline minimal level of accountability they have yeah like you start to see class unity with the people when they finally have a symbol of hope which is a sad symbol of hope when they figure out who he is yeah yeah but well but if they go ahead i was gonna say like if wayne enterprises instead of being this mega you know, piece of shit company, whatever they're producing. It's like different in different iterations, like weapons or whatever. I mean, if it was turned around to make the city, like they could have built orphanages for kids. They could offer food programs. They could just become like the Black Panther Party and just uh, offer lunches and uh, whatever you want to call whatever it could be. Just like, like the amount of mutual aid you could do with billions of dollars in Gotham. 
And, and this I is am fine too. The, the, the fanboys always come back with, and I know they will in, in your comment section, Evan, so I apologize, but they're going to, they always end up saying, well, no, because. Because the Wayans, you know, the Wayne company pays their workers really well and they have amazing benefits and everybody does really well. Okay, well, it's, I'll tell them, you know, the same thing that I say to my mother about Milton Hershey, which is that, yeah, okay, he did a lot of charity and they do a lot of philanthropy, but they wouldn't have to do so much if they just gave people the actual value of their labor, if they were paying them accordingly, if they didn't hoard all of those resources, they wouldn't have so much to give away and they wouldn't need to in the first place. People wouldn't have to rely yeah. on charity if For they sure. had what they deserve. I just saw something where some big corporation spent like multiple million dollars running ad campaigns for some like $50,000 donation they made to some charity. It's like they spent millions to convince you they're good by doing something that means nothing. Right. It's just, they're just like, like it, charity is just marketing, baby. Yeah. Laundering yeah. their reputation. That's all it is. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. marketing. Yes. No. There's that, that's that whole, um, what is it? Um, something altruism where people get wealthy intentionally so that they can spend it appropriately in order to get the most benefit rather than just helping the material conditions of the people near them. It's like, I can donate to this charity that gives out all these small packs vaccines, or I can just feed some people. I'm going to do that instead. And they justify it in their head as it being the greater good. Bill Gates. <laughs> That's like yeah. a white savior complex with like missionary work or like neo-colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to pay like thousands of dollars so I can fly to Africa with my church and then build them a school. But they have to listen to me like proselytize on the way rather than like spending that money and like giving it to people here. Mm -hmm. Like maybe just like focus on your local. Like do you really need to fly there and like do all of that? It's for, it's, for, it's, for, it's for the gram. They got to they gotta take yeah. some photos. <laughs> or like the, the, the shoe company. I forget which one, but it's it's the one Is that, you know, you get, a, you get, yeah, you get a pair of shoes and they send a pair of shoes to a kid in Africa or something. And it's like, there's people in those places that make shoes and they put them out of business. Yep. <laughs> they can't the they're like, please stop sending us shoes. We don't need yeah. the shoes. We need to eat. We can't eat rubber. Thank you. Exactly. Or your or your Super Bowl t-shirts that are for the team that lost. Like nothing. Like half of that energy into supporting like anti-imperialist legislation and like you know, like BDS projects. Like you would we would be a lot better off. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just sitting here mad about the fact that the Waynes probably spent millions of dollars that they could have actually helped the wages of the garbage people to begin with in order to continue the production. Instead, he put it into political campaign ads. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, there's buttons and billboards and fucking commercials and everything. T-shirts. Well, that's, the, that's the full circle. It's like he, he could have just paid the garbage men. There would have been no strike. They wouldn't have yeah. been angry in the streets. They would have. Right. Could have yeah. said, "Hey, I have these billions of dollars in '80s money, which is like, I don't even know. I, I, I don't the wealthiest know people. if I can help it, but like that's shit ton of money, right? Could have just said, I'll subsidize it because I have all this fuck you money. You know, let me go ahead and pay the the sanitation workers. I actually care about the city. I paid for that. Vote for me. Boom." Yeah. Yeah. In reality, he probably would have like bought the sanitization like company and like fired them <laughs> all and then hired <laughs> right. non-union workers, right? And so fire all of them, hire non-union workers, Listen, pay yeah. them way below. 
He would have gotten robots to do it if it was like now. He'd just be like, <laughs> like the little robot dogs like going down the street, like picking up the trash. Oh, no, the robot dogs, the law enforcement <laughs> robot dogs. Those creep me out in the po- most post-apocalyptic way you can imagine. Like every time I see an article about those, I'm like, we are we are so doomed. Like, <laughs> why? They're so creepy. Have you guys seen? There's there's a Black Mirror episode, completely off base of the Joker here, but there's a Black Mirror episode about a robotic dog that literally chases a woman down and murders her. Like, and we just made those. I yeah. that in real life. I'm we just made those. Like, he's going down. <laughs> Why is this happening? I saw, I saw some, like, it was like a video of showing where on those specific models, like, the weak points are. Like, oh, go for, like, the point between the back legs and it's, like, disabled. It's, like, doing the Lord's work. Nice. Yes. Love that. If only, could, yeah. like, if only I could, like, shoot a bow or something that could actually make that possible to, like, hit it. So, anyway. I have a research team over here, apparently. They wanted to let us know that a billion dollars in 80s money is close to four mil four billion dollars thank you okay you're thank welcome you so he's got like 10 20 team. 30 a lot of benjamins that's horrifying <laughs> do you ever go you ever go on um that uh spend bill gates's money website do you ever do that no it, but now i want to because that sounds awesome it makes you sick to your stomach yeah it's insane like you go on and you can just you just pick a bunch of things nfl teams um fucking yachts and stuff you can you will spend a large portion of your life trying to spend all of his money and it's just it's not possible to do you spend ten thousand dollars a day for the rest of your life and never spend a billion dollars like what <laughs> and we we have unhoused people here in this this country we yeah. Do. So yeah anyways i'm gonna head to lowe's so i can go get my guillotine materials <laughs> i'm gonna just start fixing the marinade right <laughs> There's a guy on TikTok building a guillotine. I think he's done now, actually. I haven't checked in a while. Good. Someone put one in front of I Bezos' house. <laughs> Love that for him. And we, Minecraft, of course. Like, we, we have, have uh, built a, we, we haven't built a spec, but we have started designing a catapult. So that'll hmm. be fun. Are we catapulting the rich? Yeah, so they can compost easier. Yeet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's kind of a perfect uh, ending for what the joker could what have done way. The, joker nice could have, the joker could have built a guillotine and brought it on stage at murray's on tv and just paraded that would have been through. much sillier and more jokey march now all those rich people just could have had you know. like could have had like little like a target underneath like if it gets in a certain spot like you win like a free meal at I don't know. No, we like balloon things that like you throw the balloon and give the audience an opportunity to participate. Once the target hits, then the guilt. Yes. That would be a Mark that's Hamill Joker thing. I think that would, yeah, yes, that would be a Mark yeah. Hamill Joker. That would be an original Joker idea. Welcome. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> I'm going to have to do a little bleeping of this part, but that's okay. No, no one, no one. <laughs> but it's in Minecraft, but like you said, it's uh wasn't the guy who leaked the 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 documents wasn't that in a minecraft discord or something we got to choose a new thing i think in the sims in the sims remove remove the pool ladder for the rich <laughs> we invited them to a really rad pool party and just remove the ladder <laughs> 
Uh. Dude, this doesn't put all of us on a feds list. <laughs> it's funny. I was just thinking, like, oh, I don't have to release this. I'm like, this is on YouTube right now. Yeah. <laughs> We are live currently. Well, like, no, you have any names on there. I should, I should have worn my I should have worn my Juggalo makeup for this, and then we would have been all good. See? Oh, shit, yeah. I wore my ICP shirt. That would have been. We need to plan better next time. You could post a Juggalo makeup tutorial. <laughs> I don't think I would be the one for that, but I could try. It'll come up pretty pretty shitty. Oh my god, that'd be amazing, Evan. <laughs> my, my Halloween costume for uh, 2020. Three? What year is it? But <laughs> uh, to uh to you all, costume whimsy, rye, and smirk gently. So, no, it's been Thanks great. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It was nice to meet you guys. Or right, I've already met most of you, but it was nice to meet you. Nice smirk. To meet you too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been uh <laughs> listening to Left of the Projector and uh do not try any of this at home. <laughs> Only Minecraft. <laughs> but you could try Juggalo makeup if you'd like. <laughs>